You are totally in the right place. This is Disney Vacations Demystified with Sarah and Erica. It's time to have less stress and more fun on your next Disney vacation. never go wrong with a Disney vacation, but there is something special about Walt's original park out in Anaheim, California. Today, we are talking all about the ideal Disneyland itinerary, what Sarah and I think is best. And we're going to get you all the way from the airport and back again and tell you exactly what you should do from the experts. Sarah, you ready to dive into the West Coast? I'm ready. And and a lot of us are East Coasters, so we go to Disney World a lot more. I think for a lot of listeners, they're in the same boat, and they feel more familiar with the idea of a Disney World vacation, and it might feel a little bit intimidating to head out to the West Coast and not know how to get around and not know what airport options there are or where to stay. We're going to demystify all of that today. If you want to know some of the reasons why we actually think Disneyland is better than Disney World, head back into the catalog of this exact podcast where we talk about the top five reasons that Disneyland is better. So when you are planning your Disneyland vacation, the first thing you need to figure out is where you're going to fly into. And there are three major options that will get you as close as possible to Anaheim. Each one has some pros and cons. But you can fly into LAX. Of course, that's the biggest. That's going to give you the most flight options. But the con to that is you're also going to be the furthest away. It's a little over an hour, whether you Uber or try to take a shuttle from LAX. So lots of options, but further away. Sarah, what do you think are better options than LAX? Well, I I won't say better because flying into LAX means, at least for me, flying from the East Coast, I can get sometimes a lower price. And getting a direct flight is more likely in and out of LAX. But if you want to be a little bit closer and save some travel time or save on your Uber or shuttle fare, going into John Wayne Airport there in Orange County is one really good option to look at. Uh, And airlines like Southwest and Frontier both fly in there. So you've got some more budget-friendly airlines that are servicing that airport. And that is actually the airport that is closest to the Disneyland Resort. And while John Wayne Airport will definitely get you there quickly, only about 25 minutes in traffic and only 14 miles away, there is a third sleeper choice, which is Long Beach Airport. Yeah, this is a really good option that a lot of people don't think of, but it's worth checking to see, can you get the schedule that you want? How does the fare compare? I love those smaller regional airports because they're just less overwhelming and sometimes fewer choices are better, right? Our brains get a little bit overwhelmed when we have all the options in front of us. So choosing those smaller airports that are easier to navigate and just let less flights to have to compare and contrast and all that things might make your vacation a little less stressful. No doubt. And unfortunately, Disney is still going to make you make a few more choices in this vacation. But once you've arrived in Anaheim and you're ready to start your Disneyland vacation, You need to choose which resort you want. Now, if you're used to Disney World with over 20 resorts, this is going to be less decision fatigue for you. What you really need to decide first is if staying on property or off property makes the most sense for your family. Now, at Disney World, we are always going to encourage you to stay on property. But in Anaheim, it's a little bit different. Disneyland is in the middle of the city. And so... How important is the bubble 
feel. We talk about that Disney bubble. If that's something that's important to you, staying on property makes a lot of sense. However, there are a lot of good neighbor hotels that sometimes are even closer to the entrances of the parks than even one of the on-site options. I'm still a really big fan of staying in the on-site hotels, especially if you're going to have that Disney vacation experience. There's just something so easy about stepping out the front door of your resort and being right there in the middle of downtown Disney or even having a private entrance into one of the theme parks. Those are things that only Disney resorts can give you. And I don't that just feels special to me. I don't really want to think about city traffic when I'm on vacation. So for me, I'm always going to stay in the bubble. And that's going to be one of those three on-site resorts. The Grand Californian is the flagship resort there at Disneyland. That's going to give you that private theme park entrance into Disney's California Adventure. And I've stayed there and it's amazing. It lives up to all the hype. The rooms are beautiful. You get that California craftsman vibe going on that I like so much. The pool area is great and you just can't beat the convenience. You are literally right there at the doorstep of the parks. You're using your own two feet. And especially if you have young children, I think this is an ideal spot to stay because you're just walking. It's super stroller friendly to just pile everybody into the elevator, go downstairs and walk out to your resort. You don't have to use any other mode of transportation. And really the same thing at Disneyland Hotel. That one's slightly further away, but just a few minutes walk away. And again, the convenience factor is just huge, huge, huge. We preach all the time how much you've got to get out of the parks in the afternoon and rest. And so being at one of those resorts that's close by is going to make that really easy to have happen. And you're going to enjoy your park time then so much more because you will have the energy and resources to be present and absolutely do the things you want to do. Another thing that I love about Disneyland is how it's laid out. I love that downtown Disney is right in the thick of it. If you're used to Disney World, then you know that going to Disney Springs requires a bus ride and it's not actually right next to the parks. Whereas out on the West Coast, downtown Disney is very central. It's pretty much right smack in the middle of both of the theme parks. It's hard to really separate those three areas. And when you're staying on site, you're going to be right in the middle of the magic. We also talk about how time is money at Disney. And so being as close as possible Mm -hmm. to that entrance gives your family the chance to really maximize it. There are good neighbor properties that are off site. Some of them are as close as across the street. So don't think that if your budget dictates that you need to do a good neighbor resort or if staying inside the Disney bubble just does not make the most sense for your specific family, There are options that are very close to the park. The great news is when you book with Purple Banana Travel, we can actually make recommendations based on your family's desires. And whether you want to stay on-site or off-site, we can talk you through that and make sure that you're going to have the best experience. So we do best. It is totally what we do best. Should we dive into what we think our ideal Disneyland itinerary is? Before we dig into that ideal itinerary, We have not talked about the third on-site hotel, so we're going to give a shout out to that one. It's actually in renovation right now, so if you're planning a 2024 vacation or further, this is one you're going to want to think about. It's the new Pixar Place Hotel that they are reimagining at this very moment, and some of the things I really love about it 
is the tower design. It means that there are not long corridors or it's not spread out. The footprint of this hotel is pretty small. And especially if you have young kids or just, you know, want to kind of keep everybody corralled, this is a really great layout that you're going to enjoy. And the rooftop pool is pretty fantastic with great views of the fireworks in Disneyland. So I like that option a lot too. Yeah. And a quick bus ride that's complimentary that takes you right to the entrances, right to the Esplanade. So super convenient as well. Sarah, if we were going out to Disneyland, I let's go day by day because let's really dig into this and make sure that you know what you need to be doing when you go to Disneyland. So arrival day, the day you arrive, it is so important to get yourself a flight that lands in the morning. Even if that means an early morning coming from the East Coast, go ahead and prioritize getting to Anaheim as early in the day as you can. This is going to set your family up for success right out of the gate. And it's going to give you a chance to give your kiddos a taste of Disney before your boots hit the ground on day two and get off and running. Sarah, what are you going to do once you get there midday on arrival day? Well, I think it's really smart to kind of ease in, especially if you've had a long travel day, which you probably have. When we go to Disneyland, that's a long flight from the East Coast. So number one, we're tired. We want to eat. This is why staying on property makes that really easy because we're going to walk right through downtown Disney and there's tons of good food options. Grab some ice cream at Salt and Straw or a slice of pizza there. Whatever your family is going to love. There's a whole lot of energy and Disney vibes that are happening. And it's a fun way to just kind of dip your toes in the waters of a Disney vacation before you go all in. You're probably going to want to take a nap and rest and relax a little bit. Go hit the pool at your hotel. Do those things that just make you feel energized so that you will be ready for the next day when you're going to hit rope drop at one of those theme parks. I think a a big mistake that a lot of families make is they think that vacation mode is on and they need to hit the ground running and they can't possibly get all the things done if they don't go immediately from baggage claim straight into a park. That's a mistake. You should give yourself a chance to focus, regroup, and gear up for the next day. So arrive in the morning and enjoy downtown Disney in the pool on that arrival day, which leads us in to day two, which is rope drop. Disney destinations can be downright overwhelming. We get it. We have been there, done that, and we totally understand how you're feeling. That's why we put together an expert guide. It's a free resource just for you, and you can download it by heading to bit.ly slash expert Disney. Disney World like a total expert. Grab it at bit.ly slash expert Disney. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert, there is more at Disneyland than you're going to get through in a single vacation. We say this all the time about Walt Disney World too. There's just more to see and do than you will have time for. So it's always about choosing priorities and understanding what's going to resonate with your particular family in this stage of life that you're in. And there will be things you don't get to. So release yourself from the pressure to see and do everything right now. That starts when you set yourself up for success on arrival day, but that's going to continue as you're hitting the theme parks. So know what attractions are going to be the most important for your family. Prioritize those, set your expectations straight from the get-go so that you leave feeling satisfied and not frustrated like you missed out on some things. 
And that exhaustion will inevitably hit, but taking it slightly slower, you will hear us say this weekend and week out, that is how you actually enjoy your Disney vacation. Another great tip, you don't want to walk into these theme parks and grab yourself a park map and have that be the first time that you've acquainted yourself with what's going on. I promise you that is going to feel overwhelming and you are going to lose those valuable minutes when you're inside the parks. So do a little homework on the front end. You can do that by piecemealing it all together all over the internet, or you can continue to listen to this podcast and work with a purple banana travel coach so that we can do that homework alongside of you so that you feel super confident. Don't wait till you walk in to grab the park map. No, and I can speak from experience because that's exactly what I did on my first Disneyland trip. This was like 14 years ago. And we actually didn't know we were going to Disneyland when we planned a, a California vacation to meet up with some friends. But we ended up there very spontaneously. And I did exactly that. We had no idea. We'd never been on a Disney vacation of any kind before. So yeah, that first day we showed up and stood in the middle of the walkway, opening the map, trying to figure out what we should do. And that feeling of overwhelm, I can I can put myself right back there and still feel that because it's a big park with a lot to do. And if you aren't slightly familiar, you're going to waste some time and just not enjoy things to the fullest. So 100% do that homework in advance. Where are you headed first on a rope drop? Well, let's first let's tell our friends what rope drop is. That's some Disney lingo that maybe not everybody knows. Yeah, rope drop is a really fancy magical way of saying official park opening time. And what it means is it means being in line well before the park officially opens. You want to be some of those first guests that are making their way up Main Street or heading out into California Adventure when official park opening time is. So we, you absolutely must rope drop a park on day two and on day three of our ideal Disneyland vacation, which means you are going to be getting up early and you're going to be ready to go. But as you rope drop a park, when I'm heading into Disneyland, I'm going to Disneyland on day one. I want to see Sleeping Beauty Castle. I want to experience that nostalgia factor. And I am turning right and I'm heading straight to Space Mountain. I'm I'm standing right next to you. That's exactly what I would do. And the great news about coming from the East Coast like we do, you are not yet acclimated to West Coast time. So rope drop is actually really easy. Your eyes are going to pop open at like, you know, 5 a.m. or something silly like that. But you'll be awake and ready to go. And so making the most of that time will help you get so much more done. The other thing that's going to help you get a lot done at Disneyland is Genie Plus. This, especially at Disneyland, it works slightly differently than it does at Walt Disney World. It's a lot more efficient. I wish they could make the Walt Disney World version of Genie Plus work as well as it works at Disneyland. Yeah. So I highly recommend just build that into the price of your vacation you can actually add Genie Plus to your park tickets when you purchase those in the planning process. So you will feel less stressed because you'll know that it's included. It's not a, an a la carte purchase that you're going to have to make there while you're in the parks. And you actually don't even have to wake up early and make selections for Genie Plus. The minute you scan into the gate with your ticket, you're going to open up your app and make that first Genie Plus selection of the day. So everything about Disneyland using Genie Plus feels a little less stress, a little more user-friendly. And I guarantee you're going to go from ride to ride to ride 
when you're using that system. Important distinction. This is Disneyland only. So don't think that this advice holds on Disney World a very different experience, but we definitely believe that this is the way that Genie Plus can be maximized and you can make the most of it. So after you've rope dropped and you've used Genie Plus and you've already gotten so much done, don't sleep on taking an afternoon break. You're not going to want to. You're going to want to acquiesce to your kids and they're going to ask for one more Mickey bar and just one more show and one more ride. Take the afternoon break. These are critical, critical moments to maximize and leverage the sustainability of fun on your vacation. The last thing we want to have happen for you is to have kids that are absolutely melting down in the heat of the afternoon and making your vacation misery in those moments. An overtired kiddo is not a kiddo that's having a magical time. Set your kiddos up for success and by proxy, set yourself up for success. You will be less stressed, less snippy, more patient, and more apt to say yes to your kiddos if you take those afternoon breaks. They're critical. Yeah, they really are. And and there's some other smart reasons to do that. The afternoon time is when crowds peak and lines will get the longest. So just excuse yourself from that chaos and go rest. That will be a much more productive use of your time than standing in a long line for something. This feels different to me at Disneyland. I feel like the parks are open for a much longer set of hours. Like typically I feel like Disneyland is open from 8 a.m. till midnight So you have the time in your day. It is completely unrealistic to think that you're going to rope drop and stay in the park until park close. So get out of the parks in the afternoon, get off your feet, give yourself a break from all of the stimulus, the sounds, the smells, the, all of that sensory input that's coming at you that will wear you out and burn you out really fast. And then you'll be recharged and you can go experience the Disney parks after dark, which That's a whole new experience that you don't want to skip out on. You're going to deploy this exact strategy on days two and days three of your ideal Disneyland vacation. So you're going to rope drop, you're going to take an afternoon break, and then you're going to go back into the parks for the evening. Once you've done that two days in a row on day four, you're not going to do any park. It's counterintuitive, but that's why you're here listening to this podcast, because we're going to make sure that you have the best time. Day four, it's all about you. You are going to have a resort day. You're going to use those amazing pools. Enjoy the water slides. We say this too. Your kids want to be in the pool on vacation. They do. Mm -hmm. And in that no humidity, Southern California weather, those pool days are going to be pretty dang special. Yes. If you're adventurous, there's also a lot of other stuff to do in Southern California. Maybe you're going to get out to the beach and spend a day at the ocean. That would be a fun idea. Maybe you're going to go see some of the historical sites in the LA Anaheim area. There's a lot of stuff in Southern California for you to see and do, but don't go back into the parks. Give yourself a break from that high energy experience and you'll be really glad that you did. If you absolutely can't stay away from the parks, we understand the allure of the parks is pretty special. What we recommend on that day is just sweeping your favorite rides in the evening. So waiting until it's a little bit later in the day and you've had that resort and pool time and had a lot of fun, 
then you're actually going to go back in and catch your favorite rides a second time. Because it's so easy to park hop at Disneyland, we always recommend the park hopper ticket. You're talking about less than 100 steps from the entrance of one park to the entrance to the next one. So park hopping makes so much sense. It's so convenient, so easy. If you only know Disney World, you will be mind blown at the ease of park hop. If you only know Disney World, you will be mind blown at the ease of park hopping out on the West Coast. So go back in if you absolutely must and go sweep those favorite rides on day four. Now, day five, Sarah, here's another tip. This is the day that you're probably leaving, but you should do a couple of things first. Well, if I'm planning an ideal vacation, I'm not leaving on day five. But I think if you need to have a more condensed trip, if you're trying to do like a long weekend situation, you can totally leave on day five. But I actually would love to have one more full day in the parks Mm -hmm. to continue that sweep of favorite rides and spend a little more time soaking in the ambiance that's in some of those really unique lands that I'm not going to be able to experience because I go to world far more often. So I want to spend another day in the parks. If I have gone through the effort to get myself out to California, like I'm going to stay there for a little bit longer, but whatever, however long you stay on the last day of your trip, you're flying out, get a late flight so that you have a little bit of time to get that final taste of Disneyland. I think a character breakfast would be such a fun way to kind of bookend the trip and wrap things up. And there's two character meals outside of the parks. So that if you don't have a park ticket for this last morning, you can still go get that taste of Disney and meet your favorite characters and have a big celebration to wrap up your trip. Go over to Storytellers Cafe. That's at the Grand Californian Resort. You can also go to Goofy's Kitchen at the Disneyland Hotel. Both of those are super fun, high energy, favorite characters. Take something to get an autograph. Get your camera out to get pictures of hugs with your favorite pals. And it's just a super way to end your trip. It's a big fat exclamation mark on a Disneyland trip well lived. The last thing we'll say, especially because we know Disney World, inevitably people compare and contrast. So here's what we want you to know. When you go out to Disneyland, if you have already been to Disney World, you need to focus on the things that are different. And while you may see a lot of similarities, Disneyland Park compared to Magic Kingdom or potentially Disney's California Adventure, probably most closely compared to like a Hollywood Studios, there are areas of the park that are totally different. There are lands that exist that do not exist at Disney World. So you should prioritize those things that are new and novel. Over in Disney's California Adventure are two of our favorite lands in all Mm -hmm. of the parks on either coast. And that's Cars, which after dark, there is no place I want to be after dark at Disneyland other than in Cars Land. Like it is just phenomenal. And Avengers Campus, which makes you the superhero and you feel it. Avengers Campus is fun day or night. Yeah. Well, yes. And one thing I love about Disneyland that's really different is that you'll find characters just randomly walking around. It's unlike having you like you don't have to wait in line. You're just going to look over and uh, there's Thor or Loki walking through Avengers campus with a throng of women behind them because they're very popular characters for meet and greets. But you can Hello, just walk Captain in America. A, um, yep. I see you, <laughs> Cap. 
but you're just going to be able to have a, a more authentic interaction with them. That's a little bit more organic because they're not planned in quite the same way. So you're going to want to hang out and just soak, soak that in. If you rush through it, going from ride to ride to ride, you're going to miss that special something that makes Disneyland different. Mm, that's so I'll well also, said. I'll also say this. Here's my last pro tip. Just like uh, my, my insider mom tip. If you're planning your family's very first Disney vacation, can I really encourage you to go to Disneyland first? It's so much more manageable. If you have small kids, this is going to be infinitely easier for you to navigate this resort and these parks than it is to go to Disney World. Disney World is just bigger and more spread out and there's more transportation to understand how to get where you're going. And it's not like that at all at Disneyland. You're going to walk everywhere. And if you're staying on property, your hotel room is right there as well. And you're just going to feel the ease of that. And it's going to take so much stress off you. So if you're planning your family's first vacation, I really, really encourage you to go to Disneyland first, get a taste for that. And then you're going to get hooked because that's what happens to all of us. We love Disney vacations. You'll have another opportunity to do a Disney vacation and you'll be that much better prepared to go take on Disney World in Florida. And it will be fun to experience both of those for your family. Yeah, eventually you're going to get to both, but 150,000% Disneyland is the spot if you're a first time visitor. But no matter which park you're going to, or a Disney cruise even, Purple Banana Travel stands ready to help make you the rock star for your family. All you need to do is head down into the show notes. You can click the link right there to get a complimentary vacation quote. You can also find us on Instagram at Sarah Goes Bananas. That's Sarah with an H. And at Erica Goes Bananas. That's Erica with a K. Here's what we want you to do. We want your feedback. What are you enjoying most about this podcast? What sort of show ideas do you have? What do you want to learn more about as we continue unpacking these Disney vacations? Our DMs are always open on Instagram. You can also head to our website, purplebananatravel.com. We welcome your feedback all the time. We sure do. And we're going to be back next week with another episode to help your Disney vacation be less stressful and a whole lot more fun. So we'll catch you then. Until that time... We want you to go out and show some kindness. The world so desperately needs what you have to offer. And being kind to everyone is just a really smart way to add some sunshine to the people around you. So go do that and be boldly brilliant.